Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a weird edition of Relationship Theory. We're doing it on a different day today, and it has been harried behind the scenes yes, here. It has. People going crazy, lights turned on at the last minute. Nonetheless, okay, I we're am live, your which is good. host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with the lovely and talented <sighs> Mrs. Bilyeu. Hello. What is up, homegirl? What's up? It was actually a little bit weird not doing a relationship theory. I missed it very, very much. This has become like um, an awesome way for you and I to connect, which is really, really neat. And just when I thought that we like had run out of questions to ask, uh, we start doing this show and people send us in like really unique questions that I never would have thought to ask on my own. And so I have really, really come to enjoy doing this. Uh, and so not doing it yesterday, even though I had a really good time, I was with the boys at Mind Pump Media, man. Uh, I really, really enjoy those guys. And but so let me finish my thought. So that made me really miss um, doing this, even though I was having a good time. Now, new thought. I am really this is going to sound stupid because I'm so far into it, but I'm really beginning to be obsessed with social media, like obsessed, because now it's creating real relationships in my life. So the guys at Mind Pump Media. Get the connection between that and nope, they're unrelated. Oh. Just yesterday we weren't doing this, right. and I was off um, recording another podcast right. with Mind Pump Media mm -hmm. and spending time with those guys. Even though I really miss doing this, it was a really powerful example of how social media can turn into something very real. And mm -hmm. I'm feeling more and more connected to those guys. Also, from doing the show. Brought me into contact with Dr. Jason McCune over at Modius Health, and he and I got to spend quality time, and we're sitting in the airport, and you remember I used to be obsessed with the notion of a layover test, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't hire anybody that didn't pass the layover test, and that's a good reminder with getting involved in other businesses as well, that I shouldn't do it unless the people um, in that business pass the layover test. So in fact, two of the businesses that we've looked at very seriously um, we went to the Hollywood Bowl with one of the guys, and then we I just spent time with Jason, and we had like this really unguarded moment in the airport where we were just talking about life and how heartbreaking it can be when you have something that you've worked so hard to get good at to help people, and you can't help those closest to you. Right. And it was like, I thought... <clears throat> This all started because of this social movement that we're trying to do. And yet here I am having this real connection with a real guy and really just enjoying being with him. And between that and the time that I spent with Sal, Adam, and Justin, the guys at Mind Pump, it's just like, dude, social has brought incredible things into my life, like mm. real things. And so, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I'm getting more and more obsessed the more I do it, not less. And it's interesting because I can feel the ratcheting up of like the social commentary about how social media is like messing everything up. And I just don't agree. It, you have to know how to handle it. It's like any tool. Like if you're cutting vegetables and you can't figure out how to stop cutting your own hand, like, okay, knives are bad or vegetables are bad. One of the two. Um, <laughs> but I think social, it all comes down to how you use it. And I'm super excited of how, I've been using it and it's just brought neat things. Oh. So including this, right? We wouldn't, if social media didn't exist, you and I wouldn't be doing the show. Mm. And um, yeah, the show Yeah, I felt really guilty about not being here, not doing guilty it yesterday. For what reason? I didn't want to let people down. So like when you asked me, um, 
And I guess because it's become, you know, like Monday, 10 a.m. So it's not that we weren't going to do it, but I just didn't want people to think like, oh, we're too busy. Like, I don't know, there's, I don't mm. want to ever come across like that because that's not the case. Right. Um, you just had something that was very time, it was like time specific. And so, yeah, we um, just rescheduled. Mm. Awesome. There it is. All right. Now so let's get are. the episode going. Let's do it. Um, it looks like the framing's good. Chase, you don't have to touch the... <laughs> I was going to say, like, is this a commentary on my framing here? What's happening? Yeah, I've got it in front of me. Thank you, though. <laughs> All right, so let's get this episode started. Let's do it. All right. So, um, this question, this is from last week. And, guys, if this video is um, share, uh, bringing you value. value, thank you. Um, please do share it. And then also, we're answering questions live. So, submit your questions in the comment box below. And, and, and on Facebook, by our math, we're going to be hitting 100,000 views by... Not views. Sorry, sorry. 100,000 followers. Yeah. Thank you. Actually, likes, technically, yeah. uh, since there is a difference between followers and likes. Uh, we're going to hit 100,000 likes and probably sometime this weekend, early next week. So we have scheduled a 24-hour live with me. Um, and I'm bringing all of my super friends through. So we've got a bunch of people that are going to be joining me throughout the day. It's shaping up to be something really fun. I'm actually really excited, even though I have to stay up for 24 hours, which is not exactly um, in keeping with my normal habits and right. schedule. But I'm excited to do it as a thank you to you guys. Um, I'm going to make myself available and be of service for 24 hours um, I won't say without break because I will need to pee, uh, but That's I'll eat only, on set. Yeah. Like literally yeah. everything else we're going to do. I'll be taking we'll do questions. We'll special it's episodes, be a lot of relationship theory special. Are we'll we do, doing a relationship theory? We'll do a, yeah, of course. Nice. We'll do a special after impact episode. We'll do some AMA specials. Wow. Got a whole list of good things coming I up. So it. we'll post the schedule. And I can't wait to see who joins me at like three in the morning. That's when it's going to be fun. All right. That's when it's going to be fun. All right. Now fun. let's start relationship theory. Okay. All right. So this question comes yep. from Facebook from last week. Um, this is Candice Williams. My significant other and I have been dating for over 10 years. Our financial situations are quite different, which is the root of many of our fights. We invest, or he invests, saves, and is fairly conservative. I'm naturally the opposite, which irritates him. And I also make significantly less at my job. Do you have any advice or approaches that we would, we could take to ease this tension? Also concern how we would split the finances if we had children. Thank you in advance. Mm. Okay, so sorry. Are they married or dating? Just a significant other. But okay, they've been, so, oh, they've been dating for 10 years. Okay. Uh, at 10 years, like, we'll... And I get that this is my frame of reference and not everybody um, really thinks much about marriage. But to me, knowing my obsession with rituals, in fact, as I say this, I think it's important for people to cross some sort of threshold. I don't care about marriage. It doesn't need to be that. But you need to cross a threshold. You need to say from this day to this day, we are different human beings. We are committed. We're moving forward. Because what I'm about to tell you in terms of how to deal with your money is predicated on that, that this is forever. Um, once you've crossed that threshold, done, done something ritualistic mm -hmm. to really demarcate the difference between, hey, here it was one way and now we're totally different. Uh, for the longtime viewers out there, you will know this about me. I read the book, The Power of Myth. It talked about how one of the reasons that um, he believed there was such a high divorce rate, a guy named Joseph Campbell, um, the reason that he believed there was such a high divorce rate is because there's no like really intense rituals that demarcate the difference between your single life and your married life. So hearing him talk about that, I decided I wanted to go through a ritualistic scarification as part of our wedding. So I got a tattoo. I'm not a tattoo guy. It's the only tattoo that I have to this day. Um, I wanted it to be something painful and permanent so that I was going through something to remind myself and then to have the permanent reminder. I think that's important. Now onto the money part. So once you've established like, okay, this is for real. This isn't like something that we're sort of tenuously committing to. Like we're all in here. Um, then at that point, I think that you need rules of engagement when it comes to money. So I think in this case, it's the guy's making more money and mm -hmm. is the saver, right? So in this case, I think the guy needs to meet her um, with the absolute understanding that you're a team and that this is half and half. 
50-50. doesn't matter who's making more money. And I'm saying that from the perspective of somebody who at one point was the only one making money in our relationship. Um, and that I was still like, no matter what you did, because you, you so supported me and we were a unit and we were moving together. And when you were a housewife, um, I thought of you and referred to you as the CEO of Bill U Industries so that you knew how much I valued your contributions to facilitating me and making sure that I was doing my thing. And I could keep going on about that. I think that's really important for everybody to understand that, that they're equal contributors in the relationship. And it, right. it is way less important which one can be monetized unless you guys have agreed like, hey, we both need to be like maximizing our earning potential. And that's also fine. But no matter what you do, I would say for emotional reasons it is absolutely critical to come to the relationship as equals yeah because that was like i didn't want to feel like i was having to come to you to ask for money like if i'm at home making sure that billu enterprises which is our household and everything like we were trying new businesses if i'm there doing all of that and helping facilitate you being able to go to work and do what you do like that is 50 50 and we had that discussion because it was important to me to feel like I'm bringing something to the table and then also like I do not want to have to ask my husband for permission for money like that just wouldn't make me feel right and then that kind of puts all the power in your hands in that dynamic and that can just I think get like messy and ugly and here's where I think people really have to make a bet. Imagine from my perspective, mm -hmm. I could take the power. And You're I You're saying could, back then. Yeah. Okay. And I could say, hey, I'm the only one working. Right. I'm the only one making the money. And if that's a problem for you, then like, you know, I'll move on. I'll find somebody who gets the dynamic. Okay. Many, many, many people live their lives like this. So this and is not you, me making something. No, let, let me finish okay. this. So I could take the the power. Mm -hmm. I could get in a relationship where that was just understood because I'm working because I'm earning the money. I'm I'm the the one in control mm -hmm. as it were. And I could reinforce my position as the breadwinner, all of that. And when you just think short term, not even selfishly, when you think short term, it's amazing. Feeling that power, that dominance, at In least for position. me, right, right, is amazing. But it would erode you. Mm -hmm. It would unbalance the relationship. Mm -hmm. I would find myself not wanting to be vulnerable in front of you because I want to maintain that position of power. I don't want you to see mm -hmm. me as weak, right? That I want to be the provider. And so now it creates this really weird where for you to feel good, then you need to be like, well, the balance then from my side is, yeah, he better take care of me. And I better be able to have essentially a life of leisure and feel good about maintaining a social relationship. And I do the social calendar. I mean, this is such a fucking standard dynamic, but that's what ends up happening, right? Is you're going off in opposite directions. On the one hand, you've got somebody totally concerned with power, looking strong, powerful, never wanting to be weak or vulnerable. And then you have somebody over here who is building a social life, creating all of that to feel valued and good and connected with other people in their life. And so that's how you begin these divergent lives. Now, that those are short term, I get it. Like for the woman, whoa, like for the person, I won't even say the woman, for the person who's being taken care of, like you get to relax. You get to go have a social life. You get to build this really amazing team of friends. And if you have kids, you get to really pour your heart and soul into raising them and making sure that they have a better life than you. I mean, just all of it, right? But again, going in divergent paths. In the short term, I think it's incredibly powerful because this person over here is feeling strong, feeling capable, gets to really test their might and all of that. Person over here is building a life of like, what do I really love doing right now today? If I want to paint, I'm going to paint. If I want to hang with my friends, I'll hang with my friends. I don't have to worry about monetizing. There's, there's a big sense of um, control and living your sort of best life in that, right? In the long term, though, it is fucking disastrous because A, you're pulling in opposite directions. B, there's an imbalance. C, you can't be vulnerable and real with each other and really like come together and each get to do what I believe is the most fundamental thing for human beings, which is to express your potential, to really develop it and use it in service of something. And so for you and I, from the jump, 
It was all, we're 50-50 equal partners. Whether I'm working and you're not doesn't matter. So now you have responsibilities, I have responsibilities, and we agree to value them equally. Okay, we decide to mm -hmm. value them equally. And because of that, you begin to reinforce that. And I never came home and was like, what the fuck are you doing all day, right? So it was very much, I value what you do, you value what I do. Now over time, for you to really be your truest self and to express yourself in a way that made you feel great, you ended up also getting involved in the business, but that was not something that we laid out from the beginning. So valuing each person's role, whatever that role is, equally is, critically, mm -hmm. is, is critical. Then when we created the business, we made it a, a true 50-50 partnership, which every lawyer in the world was like, don't do that. But I understood that I'm going to, and this is why I said make a bet, I'm going to make a bet that for the long run, for the enjoyment of this relationship from a purely selfish standpoint for me and from a selfish standpoint for you, that it is way more powerful to acknowledge in, in every conceivable way that you really are an equal contributor to this to just put it all on paper. So our houses, cars, like everything is 50-50 for us. Which is funny that I think if it was for the, just the house and the car, I would have, because we, it was kind of like you came and you just told me, okay, so we're 50-50 on this. Like we never really had that discussion deep. But if you'd come to me with like houses, cars, like the things we actually have physical, like is 50-50, I would have been like, yeah, I want 50-50. If you'd come to me with the business, so when we started Impact Theory, you came to me and you're like, babe, I'm just letting you know, um, the lawyers are pretty much laughing at me because they said I've just created the worst nightmare, like divorce nightmare I, I, of my life. I told them, create the ultimate divorce yeah. nightmare. And you said to me, it's um, just to let you know, Impact Theory is 50-50. And I was like, oh. And in thinking about just as you said, yeah, I, I, I would have been very comfortable at 49%. Like, because I don't... And do you see why that's powerful? And I right, knew... Right, and you knew by doing 50-50, it would have the impact on me that you wanted me to see, right? Yeah, like now there's no... Like in the... the think about the ugly moments where for whatever reason, we're not on the same page, we're fighting, whatever. And in the back of your mind, like that motherfucker doesn't trust me enough to give me like equal, I, I know, have, I, I, I know, but I'm telling you like in the back of your mind, mm -hmm. I just, I know humans well enough to know that it's like, it's unbalanced. It says something, it does say something. And if you think about it long enough, you will realize exactly what it says, which is I'm gonna retain control. But I hope it never comes to that. I hope we can always get along. <laughs> but isn't but, it interesting that I didn't, I wouldn't have thought that like I would have, it would have been like, I would have felt important. It was important to me to be 50-50 in all our belongings. But for whatever reason in the company, I would have understood. I think maybe because you, it's your vision of where we're going and I happily follow. Like it's not like a dynamic where we push and pull. Like I when you have your vision and like, I get excited. So I'm like, let's yeah, say, let's, let's do it. really look at something for a second. Okay, yeah. If we got divorced, would you be okay with me giving you 49% of the profits? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm startled by that. Really? Yeah, I think that's bullshit. You think I would fight for it? No, you wouldn't fight for it. But would you think it was right? <laughs> no, I kind of would have been a bit like, what a bastard. Like yeah, I really right? was there the whole time. But I don't, I wouldn't have expected it because it's just like, it's your vision. Like if, in, if roles were reversed, like we wouldn't have the success we have if you were following me with my vision. Like I know that and I don't think badly about myself for it at all. Like I get excited about hearing where you want to take the company or, you know, like that's, yeah, that's just like our dynamic. That's very natural. Mm. So I think that's actually a big thing with even things like these situations. Like what are you naturally feeling? Because if you don't really dig deep and go, I'm actually like this, but you're kind of giving things up just because, well, I don't want to upset him. I think that kind of going back to what you were saying about in the long term, it's dangerous. Like right now when like everything's great and you feel happy and you're like, oh, he'll never, you know, like um, try and like use money as power against me. Yeah. So anyway, I think that it is, it is so important to acknowledge that you and your partner are on equal footing. Yeah. I just think that that's critical. And, and it is important for me to differentiate between roles, leader, 
not executor. I know you don't like that word, but like it's just easy. It doesn't have the connotations that follower right. has. Okay, so even though I know you're very comfortable, so leader follower, leader executor, like however you want to think about mm-hmm. it. Um, but that doesn't make my role better. Right. So that's what I want people more to re- important. right exactly. That's what I want people to understand. It's like you don't have to want to be the leader to be of equal value. And any leader that makes you mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. you have to be a leader to be of equal value, A, is an idiot, because imagine you have everyone in your company wants to be a leader. It's a fucking nightmare. Having people wrestle for control is the surest way to watch a company fall apart, right. okay? Wrestling for control is a bad idea. So having that dynamic, but it's very, very important, just what I know about humans, to make sure that everybody knows their value. So that was really important to me. Going back to the initial question, because I know they're trying to take notes and it's like, are you ever going to give me the fucking answer about what to do with money? <laughs> um, so I think that you guys should have separate spending accounts. So let's start with that. So, well, so each person make, brings equal value. Yeah, you have to make, agree first that you're both like, okay, it doesn't matter how much you make, what I make. Do we agree full heartedly that it's equal 50-50? Right. So, and once you have agreed to mm-hmm. that, then it's... Okay, so here are spending accounts. You can spend your money on whatever the hell you want. I can spend my money on whatever the hell I want. Um, and we're, we don't get a comment on spending money. Then, obviously, first and foremost, you've got whatever you're going to so say. So funny because my logistic mind was like, you, you do that last. Yeah, yeah do for the 100%. And- <laughs> 100%. So, but just because the question right, is yeah, about the contentious yeah. money. Um, so... And maybe contentious for them is agreeing how much to save. So you have to come to terms on that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the bills are what the bills are. And then the spending money. And you can do whatever you want with that. It should carry over. So if one person wants to be stockpiling their money for a year, that that's totally up to them. However they want to do that, you have to decide about vacations, right? So like back in the early days, I would have really wanted to like couch surf for vacations and not splash out and you instead spend my money on other things. did want to couch surf. Literally in Paris, tried to convince you yeah, to Yeah, so after one of our first vacations after we got married, so we were collecting, we'd agreed on how much we're saving and um, so how much is like basically for spending. And so what I would do is I wouldn't spend my money and I would just keep saving it and saving yes. it month over month. And we were going to a wedding in Paris and you wanted a couch surf because you're like, we don't have the money. Basically right now, the only money we have is going into our our bills and then our small amount that we'd agreed we're going to put into savings right. and we're not touching it's not a savings for vacation it's a savings for the future and so you said there's just no money like we broke it down and there's nothing so I was like well I don't want to couch surf so I've saved this money and so I'm going to choose to spend it on a two, two nights mm. hotel and I didn't ask you hey you chip in because it's your money. Why should you? If you don't want to, if you'd rather the couch surf than right. spending in a hotel, that's your choice. But for me, I looked and said, I want to stay in a hotel. It's something that is important to me. So I'm going to spend my money. So I paid for the hotel out of my spending money on our vacation. And I never said to you, like, oh, you're not chipping it. Like, it was because we had had these strict rules mm. of this is my money, this is yours. You don't get to tell me what to do with my money. Like there's no like joint ventures. Like this is my money. If I want to blow it all, I will. Right. And so that's how we then like separated like oh, what we wanted and what we wanted to spend our money on. And mm. For shways. But sorry, so, I interrupted. Cap no, staff. no, I don't, I don't even remember what I was saying. But um, yeah, so that's important. Separate bank accounts. And then the last part of the question was, and what do we do if we have kids? Um, I think you treat kids like a bill. Yeah. And so it's mm-hmm. they've got to be paid first, obviously. So yeah. uh, what do they need? What are their requirements? Budget it out. And then make sure that that money's just always there, first and foremost. And I would really think about the financial impact of kids before deciding to have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like anything, when your bills go up, your need for money goes up. So kids increase your need for revenue, which then can add stress on your life because now it's not an option. It's a must, Mm -hmm. right? The the kids just obviously have to be taken care of. So um, just And just so we had actually physically separate bank accounts. So there was no confusion. Every month your paycheck would come in. We would put it like all the money in our savings account that we had. We had a bills account and then you had your personal. I had my personal. But and I will move on because I think we've got some questions coming in. But um, the one thing I also want to add is when we first met, I had savings and you didn't have any. You were in debt with college. 
Um, I made you poor. There's but no we had the that. discussion again. Like I had had the money that yeah, I had in my bank account. I got account. a mooch off your savings. <laughs> but the money I had in my bank account was things that like my mom and dad over time had um, done good investments and, right. you know, had given us money and we got money from the wedding. And so we literally said, well, in getting married, like I can't, I don't feel good this being my money and then you being in debt. Like that. <laughs> but that didn't, that didn't make sense to me. And no, so again, we, we had that discussion as well because when you go into a relationship and you're now talking serious about like finances and stuff like that, like have that open discussion about this is where I am, this is where you are, and then how do we want to handle it? And so right. for me, it was it's important that we feel like we're 50-50. So all the savings that I'd had over, you know, my childhood and everything, like it just gets put into one. Period. Like, if I'm going to marry you, I've committed myself right. to you. So the fact that I've committed my life to you, but I'm not going to commit my money to you seems really, um, uh, what's the phrase? Um, Weird. Yeah. Strange. Well, yeah. Counterproductive. But I will say yeah. that God forbid something happened to you, I'd prenup the hell out of the next relationship. You would? Uh, yes. And is that because you're now coming into the relationship with a decent amount of yes. money? Because here's the thing. I made you poor. We fought and fought and fought for years to build something. We built it together. Mm. It wouldn't be something that they yeah. helped me build. And I, and look, I really don't want to end up in that situation because it is such a fool's errand. Like I understand how detrimental to the relationship a prenup would be. So uh, I really don't want to even have to go through that, but that is the truth. Yeah, I've often thought about that as well. Like, God forbid something happened to you. That'd be so weird in, in my position. Yeah. Because, yeah. Let's not derail on that. Because like, we could do a whole episode of what it'd be like for you. Yeah. Because I think women get, it doesn't necessarily serve you to be wealthy. Yeah. I think it can work against you. Mm. So, anyway. Um, all right. We've got a question from Chris Purcell. Um, have either of you felt like, Sorry. Have either of you felt that the other has taken you for granted in a relationship due to their focus on their own personal goals? If so, how did you rekindle the connection so you are both gaining momentum while supporting each other? If not, what is one habit, i.e. communication, over the rest over the rest that has helped you both connect with one another immediately while still pursuing your individual goals and without falling into the norms of the matrix? Nice. I think you have to answer this question. Why? Wow, I'm surprised that you, it's not like immediately apparent. So I'll answer it for you. Uh, for the first six years of our marriage, I neglected you summarily. I was pursuing my goals so aggressively. And I'm, I'm actually so much more aggressive now with my goals. But we found that magic answer like, God, almost 10 years ago now where we started doing things together. Right. But before that, it was, you had to actually pull me aside and say, I can't keep not going on vacation, not having time to spend with you. Like people have to imagine a world in which like now we really take time to spend time together on the weekends. Like even playing video games, we do it together, right? So reading, I read to you. You know what I mean? It's like all these things that we each want to do, but we find a way to like do them together. So that is a winning strategy, but we had not found that strategy yet. And I was, you don't get what you want. You get what you need. I needed to be successful in like a crushing way. I, I was, am still like there's levels. So it's like, I still have that same, like, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to go all the way. Like I'm going to keep going. And as soon as I hit one goal, I just make a bigger goal and go after it. Like, and I love that process. Like I love it. It makes me feel alive. This is not a negative. It's not a dark thing. Like, I love it. That ambition, that pursuit is so much fun. But back then, I didn't know how to involve you in it. It was much more stressful back then because I felt very lost. I had not accumulated the baseline sort of under... I was in the matrix, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm in the matrix. I can feel like there's a way out, but I didn't know what it was. I was building those bricks and really figuring that path out. Um, and in that I really did neglect you because I kept thinking it was just over the horizon, just over the horizon. I just, I need to burn can the candle at both ends just for like 18 months. Just bear with me. 
And by the time, like I'd been telling you 18 months for six years. That's so funny and a little bit embarrassing. Um, And finally you were like, uh, I can't keep doing this. We need to take a vacation. I need you to take days off. Like we, and then we started doing date night. And so date night is a big one. And so let me walk them through what you did. I was totally blind to it. I was so myopically focused on 18 months that you had to pull me aside and say, this isn't fun for me anymore. I am feeling neglected. I do need specific time set aside for just you and I. You were amazing. You were like, it doesn't have to be a lot. I understand what you're trying to do, but I do need time where I feel chosen, essentially. I don't remember using that word, but like that was the sentiment. I need to be chosen for like three hours. Like it needs to be all about me, go out for dinner or something. And this was back when I hated going out and you craved it more than anything. Mm. So we would go out for dinner. We would be totally locked in. This was really pre-smartphone, so there was no playing on the phones. It was just like you and me having a meal and talking and sharing and you beginning to teach me to um, externalize the things that I was doing at work, uh, which I didn't do and didn't want to do, quite frankly, because it was like, I think about that all day. Like, I just want to come and not think about that stuff. But for you to understand more what I was going through, what my life was like at work, which monopolized so many hours, and then I was starting side businesses on the side. And so it was like you really wanting to understand like what these things were, what was awareness tech like, what was I doing in the side businesses, like what did all that look like? And so that became important, you making the demand of the time. So I think if you're finding yourselves in that situation, that setting aside date night, which was our solution, Mm -hmm. I think is very, very important. Um, Being communicative, over-communicating, getting the conversation started, even when it's stuff you don't necessarily want to talk about, but really making sure that they understand your day-to-day life. I think it's really, really important. Welcome them in. And if you're the busy one, most importantly, you probably have a whole lot of people to talk to all day, every day, but your partner may not. And so simply showing you that I wanted to know what you were up to and really just listen and drink it in and understand it and really begin to put those pieces together, like that's really important. So I was was really interested in hearing your perspective on it because it's very true, everything you said. Um, And then just to add to that, like I just wanted good things for you. And so when you're out and you're doing all these things and I'm then feeling neglected, like, I just think he's doing what he needs to. And if I'm a block in that, like now it really means that I don't, I don't feel like I'm supporting you and then you don't feel like you're being supported and that causes a whole different um, issue, I think. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com.
If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride. Because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with ebay motors brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So I was like, okay, I want good things for him. He needs to feel supported. But at the same time, I can't ignore what I'm feeling. Because if I just kept pushing my emotions to a side, it's like, I don't think it's it's a good strategy to always put yourself second, right? Like, I think you do need to put yourself first. Like you were with your drive and what you were trying to accomplish, you were putting yourself first. And so I knew like... I still had to do that for myself. And we had that discussion. You were so encouraging because you were like, well, look, like, what is it that you want? We had the grand vision and we always wanted to make movies. You know, obviously we met in film school. Um, so the, the big long-term vision was like be in the film industry. But you were like, you're so creative, but you're not doing anything with it. Like, you can't just wait for me to get home. And you were very honest with that. Like, you can't just kill your day and then wait for me to get home and get your fulfillment there. Like, what are the other things you want to do that you can feel fulfilled? So that's when I was drawing a lot. I was doing, um, designing a lot of websites and logos. And I started like getting into that world and tried some photography work. And you were always very encouraging with that. So I think it's really important that that person is also, also has their thing that they can go to so that they don't feel like they're just waiting on the other person. Um, and then when I was feeling neglected, having those talks and saying, this is what I need from you um, and letting them know that I still, you know, I let you know that I still support you, but this is what I need. And I remember we had, um, so just one quick little story. We were in New York. I don't know if it was our first visit to New York. It might have been because we were in Queens. I remember this so clearly. So it was one of our first trips to New York. I've been dying to go for so long. It was like we hadn't gone on a trip for like six years or whatever. Mm. We go to New York and we go to Queens because I'm Greek. So <clears throat> I really wanted to see like the Greek restaurants. And so I was so excited. We get there, we sit down, we start talking to the waitress. We're speaking to her in Greek and we've ordered our food. And then you get the phone call. Do you remember this? Yeah. <clears throat> you had to fire someone very high up in the company at Awareness Tech. You're conflating two things. When we did that was when I walked out of you during the movie. Oh, so what was the other one? I don't remember. Oh, it was something very so many high. Calls. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was probably. Pre do we fire do we, them? Yeah. yeah. So he was like, "I have to take this call because you pr really do pride yourself on I always, how, always yeah, being the one who is, um, who's always available when it came to work. Like you, yes. you just prided yourself on that. So you get this call and you turn to me now again, just to reiterate i was so excited we go to queens so we go to a greek restaurant we order our we food sitting we're in sitting the in the restaurant and you go i just have to take this call i have to babe and i was like absolutely yeah. i'll sit here like no worries i'll keep myself busy two hours later mm -hmm. the food's arrived the waitress keeps coming to me to make sure that i'm okay literally two hours later the food i wasn't going to eat by myself because i've got a thing That's about so if you. everybody knows i like eating <laughs> I at the same eaten. time you like but, to co-masticate but it was like it was a special event so i wasn't gonna sit there by myself so i made this decision i'm not gonna eat food goes cold you're outside for two hours yeah. and every time i popped in, out you give me York that in look December, yeah. for the record yeah and so it was i like being tested though and i you know you yeah, do too trust me, so in it. these moments you get tested and you're like this is a moment where his stress levels, like, do I think that you want to be on this business call and leaving your wife in a restaurant sitting by herself? No, your stress levels must be through the roof right now because you're having to deal with this business situation. You're fully engaged in this business situation and that yet you're, you know, I'm sure worried about me. So I thought I can do one or two things. I could 
be really pissed with you because I think I actually have a right to be because this is sure. the one vacation yes. I've given up so many times to be understanding. Yep. So I feel like I've actually got a right to be upset about this. But in being upset, what's it going to do? It's only going to make things worse. You're already stressed. You're going to come sit down. We're going. You're going to be stressed. I'm going to be upset now. Your stress levels are going to go really high. We're going to get into an argument because then I'm upset and you're stressed and now we just collide. And then this entire evening that's supposed to be magical has gone completely, has been ruined. Right. Or... I can be super supportive, know that I'm earning my credibility right now and being the supportive wife, still let you know how I feel about it and then come up with a solution. And so, because I was upset, I'm not saying I wasn't <laughs> upset, people. Like I was truly heartbroken, upset. Part of me wanted to be mad and have every right to be like, what the hell, come on, I've been like a right. really good wife. Like I need, but that wouldn't get me anywhere. So in that moment, I took a few deep breaths and when you walked in, you're like, you just had this look of like oh god how is she gonna react and I was like do we order new food or do we just eat it cold and it was like we had the wonderful I can't remember if we even ordered the new food I think we ordered a couple like I got soup and so mm. I reordered that um but we just had a lovely evening and it was like what are you gonna do yeah. Like this is the life we chose and like we have this and this is a quote you've given me and it's so powerful in my head that I use all the time. I chose this life. Mm. Like anytime, like yesterday where I'm like, all right, babe, so what do we do? Do we do relationship theory or do, you know, you go and do this podcast? And he's like, look, you said I really have to do this podcast. Um, so I was like, okay, like we'll just, if we have to get up early and do relationship early at seven in the morning or whatever we have to do, like you're just going to do it. Sit in there complaining about it doesn't help a and then b we chose this life right i chose to be someone with somebody who's extremely ambitious what do i expect in return someone who's very ambitious like then if i don't want that person to be like that then don't choose that type of personality yeah. um so well said it's a great story that was a great story for me to hear because i've really forgotten about that i remember the restaurant so clearly well, and here's the <laughs> i actually remember the restaurant as well but here's the the even worse part then the next day, almost certainly. Oh, that's with the cinema. We yeah, yeah we was... actually had to fire them, and so I I had to leave in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And you... Did you leave too? No. You stayed and finished the yeah. movie. But and, then you still were on uh, the call. Hours. So then I hours. So then I wandered New York City yeah. for about an hour. Yeah, I mean that was again like you have been amazing but amazing. i d but i want people to hear like it's not that i don't get upset and sure. like i was truly upset i was truly devastated when you walked out the movie the movie theater was like oh god is this like here we go again is this going to be our entire vacation right. like i'm having all these emotions and thoughts it's just when i think to myself how does this serve you and then what what is the outcome going to be the outcome is going to be we'll get into an argument because you're saying like i'm building this for us we chose to do this so mm. if i'm out do you think i want to be on the phone in the movie theater hallway no of course you want to be in the movie theater with me so you just have to like really think through it and like just for me calm my emotions down think clearly use certain mantras that help me get back right. to square one yeah it's really interesting and i'm sure we have questions so i'll, I'll keep this brief but it's like when i'm writing all this social content about you got to do what it takes you have to be willing to break yourself in half it's like, I don't think people really understand the, the amount of things you have to do that are just the worst possible timing ever, uh, brutally difficult. You're having to push somebody off that it's like, you know that you're going to like break them at some point. So that's one of the reasons I'm so dogged about your, your contributions, even when you were just at home because you did those mental gyrations to not let it devolve into just arguments and fights. And that's why our relationship stayed vibrant and has, you know, I mean, at this point, like for a long time, we used to say like, we didn't feel like we had the years of credibility to justify how good we were at like tactics. Do you remember that? Like, we'd be like, man, we're actually pretty good at this. Like, but we've only been married for five years. Like no one's going to take it seriously. Yeah. But now at 15 years of marriage, 17 years being together, it's like, all right, like we've, we've got some stripes at this point. Yeah. So looking back on the mechanisms that we used and like you just detailed out is. is and it incredible. is important. Like, and 
the, the reason why I want to keep repeating is you don't have to be a doormat, right? Like I wasn't a doormat. I wasn't just like, okay, whatever you want, like go out and work hard and oh, you know, give up myself and everything that I feel like I am. Like, do not do that. Like I, I didn't do that, but it was like, I had to think through things. What is the outcome? What do we both want to get to? What is their vision together, mm. right? Because when you're out working hard, I know you're doing it for me too. So um, yeah, you have to, like have that 50-50 support on both ends. Word. Um, all right, so next question. Guys, yeah. if you have any other questions, please submit them in the comments below. And if we are bringing value, please share this video. Um, all right, on to the next question. Indeed. Okay, so this is from Adriana Normand. Can you share what you know about the feminine and masculine energy and how they play out to have a su successful relationship? Wow. So this will be fun. I, I've never really stopped to put my thoughts around this. It's something that's always been in the back of my mind, though. It'll be fun to force myself to say it out loud. Um, I'm a huge believer in that. But I will say that I don't think it matters who has the feminine energy and who has the masculine energy. But those seem important in a relationship to find that yin-yang balance. So... I have very masculine energy, um, and I would say that's something that I have developed. I wouldn't say that, oh, by nature, I'm just naturally like really masculine, but really deciding from a value system perspective that I wanted to be tough, I wanted to be strong, and now I'm very grateful that by either just early, early rearing or by nature, I'm very empathetic. I really enjoy compassion, connection. I can see things from the other person's side. My favorite story about that, which I've told many, many times, um, is when I was five years old, I, I threw an Easter egg contest so my sister could win because she really cared about that and I really didn't. So I saw this egg and I thought, I, I was like worried if I found it that I would have too many in my basket and I would end up winning. Aww. And so I really wanted her to win. Um, so like... I, I'm glad that I started like that, but at the end of the day, I, I really think it was important that I learned to be tough, that I learned to develop my strength through suffering, through working out, getting disciplined. Like that's very, very important to me. And so having that role of more traditionally masculine characteristics, I think is, is very important. And so in that process, um, dominance was born in me, the desire to be dominant, uh, and that certainly has been a critical component in my success in business. So in fact, for a long time, I thought the only thing I have going for me in business is I'm not emotionally weak. I don't back down and essentially I'm a survivor, right? So I watched people come and go get emotionally broken. Um, they couldn't figure out what I think is one of just the key things that you have to do, um, in, in business, which is. That's one of the key things. And I had it. What did I do? Oh, that you have to um, really figure out what to build your self-esteem around. Mm. To, to no longer focus on being right. Um, to not let your ego get caught up in uh, to where you're afraid to be around people who are smarter and better than you and all of that. Uh, that that's so foundational to business development and things you're going to do from a partnership perspective and how you leapfrog. And one of the reasons that I know that impact theory isn't going to get stuck in its infancy from a creative standpoint is I don't have my self pride isn't around um, traditional ego things, being right, being smart, being the best, whatever. Um, so I just won't make those mistakes. So we'll partner with people that are directly competitive. I have no problem with that. Yay, I want to help you succeed. I don't have a, a scarcity mindset. I think that there's enough room for everybody to shine. Um, so that has really served me well. But in that process of becoming far more masculine, um, I think that set our relationship up in an incredibly positive way because, and now it's very important that you either say what I'm about to say is incorrect or 100% accurate, or especially the women are going to think I'm a jerk, but you've always said that you wanted somebody strong enough to put you in your place. Those are your <laughs> words, not mine. He's doing air quotes. Yes. I, the, yeah, those are my sure. wife's words. Yeah. Um, 100%. And so I'll give you an analogy. When... Um, Oh, the, I'm just going to give it and for, for like, 
if you're a longtime follower, you know me, put yourself like really look inside my soul for a second during these words. Don't get caught up in the words. When you take a dog for a walk and they don't have a leash, they're skittish. If you have them on a leash, they're bold. Now, the reason they're bold on a leash is they know you'll only let them go so far. It's like the person who's willing to get in a fight when they know their friends are there to hold them back. Mm. And they're much less likely to fully engage, overcommit if they don't have their friends to hold them back. And I have felt that in my life, and I certainly know that's the dynamic in our relationship. You feel more free to be yourself, more free to say something, more free to just be uh, to say and think and feel the things you you want to say, think and feel because they're really true to who you are. Because you know that I'll stop you mm-hmm. if it's if you cross a line where it's now no longer strategic. It's not helping you move towards your goals. And so, knowing that you have people to check you or in in the relationship, knowing that you have me to check you and keep you in a winning position, which when you say to put you in your place, I think that's exactly what you mean, to put you in a winning position, to not let you let emotion override or anything like that. And I would not be able to do that if I didn't have the that rock solid center that comes from developing what the, the person asking the question, certainly and what I will agree, is very masculine, dominant, confident, powerful energy, which does not come by accident. You have to cultivate the shit out of that. At least for me, it certainly did not come just like, oh, I just have it. Um, I really had to cultivate that. So I think that that's incredibly, incredibly important. Now, I will say from my perspective, in terms of the feminine energy, uh, I really respond to compassion, to being cared for, um, to you worrying about my needs, to helping me take care of my needs, to being the beta to my alpha, like, and the fact that you're not fighting me for control. I would find that very unsexy if like, and I literally mean that from a sexual desire standpoint, that is not interesting to me in any way, shape or form. I'm not passing judgment on it. I'm sure there's some people that are super into it. And in fact, I hope you're really into it because being in control, like when we did the Vanessa Van Edwards um, captivate quiz. And I realized that in her language, I hate this word, but the descriptors made a lot of sense. Like my primary value is status. Now status as in leadership. I want to be in charge. I want that pressure. I want you to look to me to protect you. Like I want that. So, and so I hope that that's sexy for you and that you find that desire to be alpha, um, intoxicating and i certainly have reasons to believe that that is true uh yeah so that feminine energy of you wanting to be a caretaker of having a sweetness and a gentility to you um all the while being able to be a badass chick and this is where it gets confusing for people you're not submissive uh at all you have like this hardcore badass. In fact, this may hit it perfectly. You have this like badass. I don't take shit from anyone, but you want to do it in service of my leadership. Yes. And that's what makes it such a turn on for me. Yeah. And going back to like the masculine and feminine and, um, it's really important to have those discussions on what you're looking for in your partner, right? We didn't necessarily use a masculine and feminine like phrasing, but it was, okay, you're the visionary. Yes. Um, I'm not a pushover. I'm not just going to do what you say. Like what are, and so that those things, but also what are the qualities you're looking for? So I am looking for somebody to lead me. I am looking for somebody to put me in my place. And the reason being is like, I don't, I, I know myself and I do have a um, type of alpha personality from the outside. Um, but it, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, you even said it. It's like, I like to have boundaries. Like, I don't necessarily always play by the rules, but I still like to know what the rules and boundaries are. Sure. Um, and one story came to mind as you were talking was our wedding. So mostly 
women when you're getting married it's all about them right it's the bride it's this is the flowers I want this is the cake I want and you see it so many times in movies and things where the guy's getting drug along he doesn't get a say you know you give him three cake choices and he chooses a and then you go with c right like he's kind of there just for decoration is how it's normally perceived and normally how it's done and when we were getting married um you were saying like look this is really important to me it's the music and the cake and the photography like those are the three things that are very important to me and I want to make sure that I get a say all my friends all the women the older women the Greek women you know like they're very opinionated and of course they're just like he's you can't let him choose the cake like no no like you have to choose and so it was always like growing up it was like men they don't get an opinion on those sort of things like that's how I was brought up Mm. um and I never really agreed with it like I was like but why like if you're in a relationship why does it why should it be me deciding because when it comes to business why should it be just him deciding like I want to say so on other things why would I feel very justified in it just being all about me And so that was a big thing in having like, when it comes to decision making, having both parties speak up, having both parties be able to um, say what they really want and what they feel. So that it's not like, oh, well, this is a masculine thing. So you get to choose this. Oh, well, this is a feminine thing. It's about the home. So you get to choose. It's like, no, that doesn't like, that doesn't make sense to me. So when it came to decision making and things like that, we were both in it together. But when it came to certain roles that we wanted each other to play, we also had that discussion and said, what are you looking for and what am I looking for? Because you say, like, I'm nurturing and I take care of you, which I do. But I know women who, like, make me look like the least nurturing person in the world, right? They want to be a stay-at-home mom. They don't want to work. They want to be with their children. They want to maybe homeschool. We know some people that homeschool their kids. Um, They want to have cook. They want to have dinner on the table ready for their husband. Like, that is is their thing and they want to nurture in that way Mm. and I'm not like that and that was another thing and like if you're looking for somebody that is like this that isn't me um I do have dreams and goals and I love lifting heavy weights and so there is this masculine side to me yeah so first of all let's talk about moving towards the mean I think the the best recommendation I can make for anyone you want to find a man who's who's edging up towards the middle towards Mm. feminine energy and you want to find a woman who's edging up towards the middle towards masculine energy just from a neurochemical standpoint um that's it just it makes more sense and and i won't derail on the neurochemistry of it right now just trust me for a minute that that's very real um and i will say that at the far ends of the spectrum so masculine in the extreme looks like an essentially an mma fighter uh and then mass or feminine in the Mm. extreme looks like the housewife who um you know like what she wants to do is take care of her children right and those like polar opposites i think you you get yourself in trouble so you have the mma fighter and you have the stay-at-home mom Ah, like it's a lot of sacrifice you're asking the woman to make when she may not really understand like why he wants to go so far into like all the brutality and you know same for him right like all this discipline drive and all of that and you're just going to end up living different lives um and certainly i think emotionally their their worlds would be so different and while there are certain things that you want um to attract uh certain uh opposites attract i think there are certain qualities where opposites are a disservice right so Certainly in our relationship, I have found that me being able to really understand someone who wants to emote, where emotions need to be talked about and dealt with, um, just verbal acuity like has really helped me have a relationship. And then at the same time, you being very emotionally stable, having some like... Um, iron maiden in you you know what i mean like in the gym like hitting it hard willing to push and suffer and all that stuff has also been really really neat but yeah you're you are from a masculine feminine energy side a pretty fascinating mixed bag and i yeah and i think that i'm not everyone's cup of tea so like knowing what you want from your partner is very important right knowing like i want someone who's going to be at 100 nurturing stay at home um, or 
you know, the male situation where it's like, I want someone to lead. And I dated guys who weren't in that, like that at all. And I just wasn't drawn to them. Um, so yeah, knowing what you want. Yeah. It's interesting. I, this, not now, but this would be a fun topic to talk more about. I have more thoughts. All right. We'll get deeper. Yeah. Um, it's 10 o'clock. Is it really? Yeah. Whoa. There's one question that may be quick to answer. All right, let's do it. We'll do All it All right. Fast. So this question is from Kelly Foss. Hi, Tom and Lisa. What's your opinion on speaking to exes when you're in a relationship? For example, you or Lisa's ex calls on your birthday to catch up. Would this be less of an issue if you fully, tr fully trusted your current partner? Wow. Interesting. You think this is a fast one. Uh, so I'll give you the fast version any one of your exes could call you and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think twice. So I have exactly zero amounts of jealousy um, and I trust you and that trust has been earned. So if I didn't trust you, that could be a nightmare scenario, but you, you make me feel that my trust is well placed. Feel, right? Mm -hmm. That it's, it's so deep in my bones that I'm reading not just what you say, but how you act and all the thousand little times that you had an opportunity to do something that would have made me feel like uneasy. Not at all. Like also like when you flirt with guys, which I highly encourage, especially like one time when we were doing that film back in the day, I, I wouldn't even go with you because a smile and mm -hmm. like uh, Danny, when we were doing Danny yeah. and you were able to like negotiate the contract better than I was because oh. the guy found you attractive and you were like, oh, but I was being a little flirtatious and you felt weird about it. And I was like, man, if you're getting like a better contract, <laughs> like you bat those eyelashes, homegirl. But so. also you had said even like from our first date, you were like, look, um, you're a woman, of course, you know, you find men attractive. Of course, you're going to always find men attractive. It doesn't right. matter how long you've been dating someone or if you're married or anything like You've, of course, like that's still going to be present in your life and the same with you. And I remember that was one of the things on our, on our first day where you're like, of course, I'm always going to find women attractive. I think it's crazy when, um, you know, women are like, oh, I can't believe that you said she's hot. Right. Like you were so on, like laid everything out. And that was one of the things that was so reassuring when I like, I was like, I've never met a man like this. Yes. Like I used to date a guy that I told him I found um, Brad Pitt's abs sexy in the movie Seven and he freaked out and we had a huge argument over the fact that mm. I liked his abs and so on our first date when you're like of course you're going to find other men attractive like I don't judge that as a um, reflection of what someone feels about me I was like oh my god yes thank you um And, you know, as a woman in certain situations, like, do you sometimes use some of your sexuality and flirtation to be friendly to get what you want? Yes. And I don't think it's a bad thing because you're okay with it. And it's, there's a line and I don't cross that line, but because you're okay with it, I don't feel like I'm betraying you. Like that would be weird. Like I couldn't almost not, I couldn't do it and then not tell you about it because sure. that would be strange. But, um, Anyway, so yes, I think you being very secure in that. So if an ex did phone me up, um, you wouldn't think I would go and cheat on you or anything like that. Yeah. And is as the reverse, just quickly because I know we're out of time, but as the reverse, um, it's really important. You make me feel like beautiful and I I don't think it you should I should only rely on how you make me feel it has to be within myself so sure. I want to make sure that I say that as well but you always make me feel beautiful and sexy and that I still turn you on and that is so important like even after all this time we've been together for 17 years sometimes you look at me like it's the first time you've ever you know like looked at me in that outfit or naked ever and like your jaw drops and you're like wow you're stunning and so That makes me feel good, which makes me feel very secure, which then I know, like, if a woman was to come on to you, obviously, you being the president of Quest Nutrition, like, you had a lot of women in the fitness industry, so think about it, right? Women with beautiful physiques that are lean, that are fit, that take care of themselves, like, their hair, like, they're always kind of, not to be stereotyping, but they usually take care of themselves. And so when you've got these women coming in the offices, like, day after day and they see you and they see it as an opportunity to get a leg up like I don't feel threatened by it so whether it's an ex-girlfriend or whether it's another girl like I don't think like because a girl has shown interest that all of a sudden you're going to cheat on me 
Um, and so if you're getting jealousy back from your partner, I think you really need to look at exactly why that is. Is it they don't feel secure in themselves? Is it partly your fault because you don't make them feel secure? Is it something they're doing on their end and they just have low self-esteem and they're not doing anything to get out of that low self-esteem? Um, is there genuine like jealousy there where you could potentially cheat on him and you've shown little things in the past that make him validate why like he doesn't want an ex calling you i just think like super analyzing that situation and really coming out with a clear like reason of why that person may get jealous over it is important word all right with that we sadly have to wrap thank you guys so much for joining us again if this brought you value please do share it and as a reminder next wednesday the 23rd Yes, 23rd. Wednesday the 23rd? Yes. Anybody? Yes, it okay, is. Okay, 100%. Yes. Wednesday the 23rd, <laughs> uh, we're doing 9 a.m. Pacific time to 9 a.m. Pacific time on the 24th. We are doing a live as a thank you to all of the wonderful people out in this amazing community for hitting 100,000 on Facebook. Um, so thank you guys so much. I will be of service that entire 24 hours. So join us Wednesday, the 23rd, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific time. We're we going to post the schedule so you guys can see all the fun things we're going to do. Yes. We're going to do some like games, some quizzes, kind of like motivation is garbage. We're yes. going to have some special guests come in. We're going to have some special episodes. We've got some. And we're going to make sure there's time for just straight Q&A. Yeah. Oh, 100 okay, percent. Perfect. It's 24 I, hours, probably yeah. 12 hours of it will be Q&A. And then the other 12 hours will be doing other things perfect um so tune in yes word all right thank you guys so much if you haven't already be sure to subscribe and until next time my friends be legendary take care legendary everybody thank you so much for listening and if this content is delivering value to you please go to itunes go to stitcher rate and review us that helps us build this community and that is what we are all about right now building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.